0: thankful for him. He's going to preach the word to us today.
1: Thank you, Jesus. He's worthy of every praise that we can offer up, isn't he? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He's been good to me. And uh, I would like to thank my uncle and my pastor for allowing me to do this, but I'd like to thank each and every one of you for responding to the Word of God, for responding to the worship that takes place whenever these, yeah. these musicians and these singers get up here and start singing. As somebody who is up here singing on a regular basis and then somebody who gets to come up here and preach the Word of God and gets to be a part of every, every part of this service, I can't express to you how much it means to me to be standing up here Trying to worship and usher in the presence of God, and seeing people respond, yes. and seeing people accept the worship that's being lifted up in this place and yes. responding it, Hallelujah. and then you wouldn't you wouldn't believe how much easier it makes it on somebody to get up here and, and then read and preach a sermon. Whenever I've been watching you respond to the Spirit of God already, it makes it makes my life and everybody up here. I speak for everybody who gets up here and. Yes. and and works on this platform, I speak for every one of them, that whenever you respond to the Word of God, it makes our lives so much easier. It makes us love doing what we do. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. I'm going to turn quickly to the book of Hebrews, chapter 4. It's in here somewhere. Hebrews chapter 4 and verses 14 through 16. I'll give you a second. When you got it, say amen. Amen. All right, y'all are fast. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 says this. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for everything that you've done in this service so far. God, I thank you for the the spirit, the comfort, Lord, that you've brought into this place. Lord, I ask you to help me right now. God, touch my mind and my heart and my body. Lord, help me to deliver this message exactly the way that you've delivered it to me, God. Lord, and I pray over every person under the sound of my voice, God. Lord, help them to receive this word and let let it better them in some way, God. Let them take it and grow from it. In Jesus' name, and I'll be careful to give you the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you may be seated. Thank you. I'm going to talk to you for just a few minutes today with the title, He Can Be Touched. The few people in this world who still believe that God exists have this great misconception sometimes that He is too far away to be concerned with our daily lives. The gap between heaven and earth is too great for the Lord Almighty to take notice of you and I. He is too great and powerful to focus on my life as if being all-powerful restricted Him in some way. This could not be further from the truth. The Lord God Almighty can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Our infirmities, our weaknesses, our struggles, the Lord cares about those. You'd be surprised, but he cares about those. People focus so much on the omnipotence of God as we should that they forget he became a man. It's easy to think about the deity And the power of God, but all too often we forget about the manhood of God. The first chapter of the Gospel of John reads In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Lord God Almighty, who created and rules over the heavens and the earth, became A man. He walked as a man. He talked as a man. Interacted with people as a man. He felt emotions like a man. He died for us as a man. And whenever he rose from the dead, he walked as a man. All while remaining God. The great I Am robed himself in flesh and became a man. And what a man he was. John 2 says Jesus turned the water into wine. Mark 1 says he cast out an unclean spirit. and that same chapter, he heals Peter's mother-in-law of a fever and then heals a man of leprosy for which there was no cure until the 1940s. Matthew 8, Jesus heals the centurion's servant of paralysis and tremors with only his words never having actually seen the servant. Luke 7, he raises a boy back to life. Later in Matthew 8, he stands on the the bow of a ship and commands the wind, the rains, and the waves to be still, and the storm submits to him. Then he's met by two men possessed with devils, where they beg for his mercy before he casts them out with a single word, go. Matthew 9, Jesus opened up the eyes of two blind men, loosened the tongue of a man who could not speak, and in Mark 7, he opened the ears and loosened the tongue of a man deaf and mute. Matthew 14, he fed at least 5,000 people with only five loaves of bread and two fish. John 11, Jesus raised his friend Lazarus from the dead after he had been dead four days. There are many more miracles performed by Jesus that I could point you towards in the Bible, and many more than that which were not written, but we don't have nearly enough time today for me to tell you all of the wonderful things that Jesus has done. Just looking at the miracles that I've mentioned today, we can see how incredible Jesus Christ was as a man on this earth. While displaying his majesty and power through amazing miracles is truly remarkable. What is even more beautiful is that he did it while bearing our humanity. Our emotions, fleshly needs, food, water, sleep, our stress, and even our fear. He took all of that upon himself and never once gave in to sin. He went to the cross completely pure of heart. And Jesus, the man, never gl- neglected his position as the one true holy God. He was fully man and fully God. In a world bent on disproving the existence of God and disproving Jesus' divinity, it's easy for us to be so focused on proving the deity of Jesus, as we should, that we can forget how human our mighty God became for us. Again, I, I bring you to John 1 and 14, the word became flesh. We, we know through reading the separate gospels of Je- of, of Jesus Christ that While he was God in the flesh, he was in the flesh. He had needs. Jesus was born. He grew hungry and thirsty. He grew from a boy to a man. He grew tired and needed rest. He grew physically weak in his walk to Calvary. He died on that cross. And as Thomas can attest, he had a real human body after his resurrection. Not only did he bear our flesh, Stay with me. This is important. Listen to me. Not only did he bear our flesh, but our emotions. When he heard the words of faith from different people he encountered, he marveled at their faith. He was excited. He was impressed. Matthew 26 and 38 says, When he asked his disciples to wait and pray with him, he says he is sorrowful in his soul even unto death. John 11, 33 and 38 through 38 says, When Jesus comes back to Mary and Martha, and his friends where Lazarus laid, he, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled. He even wept for his friends. He knew what he was about to do, but his friends were hurting, and that brought him to tears. He helped them bear their own sorrow. John 12 and 27 says he is speaking of, of his imminent death, and, and he says that his soul is troubled. John 13 and 21, when Jesus reveals that one of his friends would betray him, he was sad. He says his spirit was troubled. Hebrews 5 and 7 reminds us that when Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane concerning his death, he offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears because he was afraid. He was so stressed. He was so worried And afraid of what he was about to encounter. That he was bleeding through his pores. Doctors today will confirm that the cause of such bleeding is an incredible amount of stress on your physical body. Will cause you to actually bleed through your pores. Not only did he bear our flesh and emotions. But we learn from this same prayer that he prayed in Gethsemane. That he had to overcome our human will. Matthew 26 and 39 says, Oh, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Not only did he refrain from committing any sin, but as Proverbs 14 and 12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death. Jesus had to push aside any other alternatives for his life story and submit to the will of the Father. He overcame his own will and stayed true to who he really was, a holy God. God Almighty became fully man and dealt with all the troubles that come with that. Why, though? Why would the master of the universe allow himself to be so limited, humiliated, scared, scarred, and broken? There's an easy answer. Which is love. You know, there's there's that answer that he loved us enough to do that, but there's a more complicated answer than that that is also very important, and that is empathy. Yeah. Yeah. Empathy is the ability to experience the feelings of another person. He goes it goes beyond sympathy, which is carrying an understanding for the suffering of others. Jesus Christ. Lord God of all robed himself in flesh, lived a sinless life, and bore our sins on the cross and paid the price for our ticket to heaven. Everything else that he endured was purely in desire for your relationship. The blood that he spilled was enough to cover your sins and save your soul the blood that they pierced his side and blood and water poured out, that blood alone was enough to cover your sins. Everything else, everything else he endured was so that he could empathize with you. Everything else he endured was so that he could build a relationship with you. He longed for your companionship. So he came and endured Every pain, heartbreak, and loss that you could imagine so that he could relate to you. That's Bible. He wanted to feel your pain. So when you bring it before him in prayer, he can love you in such an empathetic, personal way that you would want to bring everything to him. He wants to love you and relate to you in such a way that your trust in him becomes unbreakable. Your relationship becomes the one part of your life that you cannot live without. And through that relationship and obedience to his word, he does not have to condemn you for your sins. He can save you from them. He does not have to condemn you. That's enough to make you just want to fall on the floor right there. He does not have to condemn you. When you stand before him. His blood was enough. God. But what Jesus did on that cross. Was truly amazing. Not only did he take on our burdens that we face in this life. Not only did he bear the sins of all mankind, but when Jesus died and paid for our sins, the veil of the temple was torn from top to bottom as if the hand of God just reached down and stripped it away. The veil is what separated people like you and me from the Holy of Holies, from the presence of the living God. You see where I'm going, don't you? Whereas before, we would have never been allowed to come into the presence of God. Jesus removed the barrier between us so that we could bring our sins to him personally, our infirmities to him personally. We can touch him. You understand what I'm saying? We can touch the living God. I'm coming, I'm I'm moving fast, I promise. I'm not going to be long. The Holy Ghost knew what it was doing. We had a long worship service, and I have a few notes. He knows what he's doing. We're going to get through this real fast. But I need us to understand today that we, personally, you, some of you are telling yourselves right now, not me, I've got a lot more to do before I can touch the throne of God. And I'm telling you in the most loving way possible that you are wrong. That you the person that is denying me right now saying that you don't have what it takes to touch God, you can touch God in this house today. We touch him by touching his heart because he cares for us. There are a few ways that are completely brought from Scripture That, 100% true Of ways that we can touch Jesus Pray Love Give And persevere Pray without ceasing Talk to him Bring him Your infirmities Do not bear them on your own Lay aside your weights That easily beset you Bring them to him in prayer, build a relationship with him. And when you commune with him, just like if I commune with Oscar, the more I commune with Oscar, the closer Oscar and I become. The more that you commune with him, the closer you will become. Love each other. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love the Lord God with your heart Soul, mind, and strength. Everything that you have. Love him. Love people. Love, love, love. And you will touch Jesus. Give. When you did unto the least of these is whenever you did unto me. When you see people who are in need... I'm not saying that you have to break your bank to go and help people who are in need. But when you see people who are in need, if you are able and you want to touch God, help them. Help your brothers and sisters bear their burdens. Tears are sympathetic. They're contagious. You see your brother and sister in need, help them. Give to them. Do what you can of yourself, not only monetarily, but do what you can of yourself for your friends, for those people that you love, for those people that love you. And finally, persevere. Persevere through the things of this life. Now, I know I'm not kicking and screaming up here. But God wants you to know that if you persevere, just like that woman with the issue of blood. She'd been struggling with that for a long, long time. And she had to crawl. She was too weak to push through the crowd and and get through the crowd to Jesus. She could not push them out of the way. She had to crawl on her weak hands and knees to the, the garment of Jesus. And whenever he felt that touch, he felt that virtue come out of him. It was not that she actually touched him. It was not her strength. It was not her greatness. It was not her worthiness. It was her perseverance and her faith that touched Jesus. She never touched him. She touched the hem of his garment. But Jesus' words were, who touched me? There were a lot of people that were touching him, bumping shoulders with him, leading him through the crowd. But there was only one that day who touched him. You want to touch God, you persevere. You pick yourself up by your bootstraps and you keep on walking. No matter how hard it gets, no matter how impossible it seems, you persevere and you touch the throne of God. You see, Jesus dealt with his humanity and still prayed still loved people, took care of people, gave to those in need, and persevered through all of his limitations and still operated on a supernatural level, leading people to salvation through whatever means necessary. He taught us how to live with our own human boundaries and still tap into the power and authority of the supernatural. When you start living, we, when we start living, the way that Jesus lived, despite our struggles, despite our humanity, despite our feelings, our hurt, despite all of our limitations, we live like he lived. We will touch the throne of God. If you can look past your own situation just long enough to help somebody, the hand of God will reach into your life so fast that it'll feel like a whirlwind. But whenever the wind settles and the dust settles, you'll find yourself right on the path that God has ordained for you. If you can push your own limitations aside just for a minute, I don't feel good. I don't feel good, God, but I'm going to do what you've asked me to do anyway. I I don't feel that great, but I'm going to worship anyways. I don't have but $20, but this, this... Homeless woman with three kids needs some money so I can, I can give her something. <laughs> if I can push my own limitations out of the way. If I can push my own sins out of the way long enough to find myself an altar and pray. Then you will touch the heart of God. It's simple. I know it's simple. Y'all are like, man, this is just, I mean, it's, it's normal stuff. I'm, I'm not blowing your minds today. But if you want to touch God, there's an easy way to do it. God is not too far away from you. He's not. Your your infirmities and your sins, your iniquities are what separate you from God. But those can be moved by you. All you have to do is move them out of the way and pray. All you have to do is lay aside every weight that easily besets you and walk. And I know that some of you are saying it's a lot harder than that, Elijah. I know it is. I know, it's, I know what it's like to push things out of the way and keep on walking. Despite, despite where I'm at and the hurt that I'm going through, I understand. I know what it's like to have to look at this big situation in front of you and say, there's no way that I can get past this, but I'm going to try and just move it. And no matter how hard it gets, no matter how depressed you get, no matter how sad you become, no matter what weight pours down on top of you and tries to restrict you from doing the things that God has called you to do, no matter how bad it gets, you push through. I know what it's like. And if I can do it, then you can do it. And I have not done everything that you have done. I have not battled everything that you have battled. And you have not battled everything that I have battled. But I can tell you somebody who has. And that is Jesus Christ. He took on every weight. He took on every sin. He took on every burden. He took on every restriction. Even so far that some of you don't want to get up and go to church in the morning because you had a bad hair day and you don't look that great. Jesus went so far bearing our burdens that it says that he was meek and lowly and he was not good to look upon. He went so far to not even make himself look good just so he could relate to me because y'all are all beautiful, but me... He did everything that he could to get to your level so that he could show you one day, 2019, and you're saying, I don't know how I can do this, and you're thinking, I'm at church, but God is sitting up on his throne, and I don't know how to get there. You you might be sitting here right now thinking, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. God is great. God is good. He's got everything figured out. He's the almighty. He's the great I am. He's this great big God. And God's sitting here looking at you going, that's my throne up there. I'm going to come right here with you. And we're going to get through this. If you will listen to him, whenever he says, come on, he is willing. He did all of that stuff. All of that stuff came off of his throne on high, came off of his seed in glory. And stepped down to your level and took on all of your limitations, all of your burdens, all of your weight. Just so that one day when you were going through it, he could say, I know what it's like. Take my hand and we'll get through this. So that you could look in the eyes of a man that is also God. But you could look in the eyes of a man who's saying, I can help you. And that's what's happening today. What's happening today is the hand of God, the almighty God who formed the heavens and the earth, has robed himself in flesh and has come down to your level and is here in this place today and is willing to help you. So I'm, I'm coming to a close. If you haven't felt the arms of God wrap around you in a long, long time, And you know what? I'm just going to tell you what I see in the Holy Ghost. I see people in this place who have took on weights and it's dragging them down. And if you'll let those weights go today, then you'll feel something come up off of you. I see people who want so desperately to be back in the the house of God. But something inside of them is telling them that they can't. And I'm telling you that you can. I see people who have fought so hard to keep doing the right thing and struggled so hard. But God is wanting you to know that He's here with you. And that He's going to bring you through it. I see I see struggles in here. But what I feel is comfort. I see hurt. But I feel comfort. I see somebody who has fought long and hard to get to where they are. And everything in their life is coming against them. Trying to stop them from pushing through. But God wants you to know today that he's going to get you through it. If you are that person, if you are that person that God is tugging on your heart today, I want everybody that will to stand. I'm going to make these altars open today. And just for the sake of comforting you, you know who you are. I want everybody that will to make their way down to this altar so that those people that I spoke to will feel comfortable enough to come down. And when you get down here, when you get down here, I want you to find yourself a place and pray. And I want you to lay it all before God. All of it. And God will comfort you in such a way that you've not felt in a long, long time. (laughs) Lift up your voice and pray, people. And whenever you've got what you need from God, then I want you to go and start helping your brothers and sisters and lay hands on the people around you and pray for them.
0: God Mm. what a powerful powerful reminder so simple but so easy to forget isn't it it? just easy to let it slip our mind that, that we can touch him you know in layman's term what Jesus has said you've got me that's a fact, you got him, he ain't going nowhere I'll never leave you or forsake you I'll be with you always even until the end He's. you got him I think that if we strive to be like him then we need to be able to say that to our brothers and sisters also you got me I'm for you I may not, we may not ever hang out or go to dinner but you got me I'm praying for you I'm believing for you when you're going through it, I'm, I'm, I'm here. You need something, I'm here. So with that spirit in mind, why don't you take somebody by the hand beside you. We, we do this as we close out a lot of times. Find somebody that you can and lift that hand to heaven. Tell them, hey, you got me. Pray for that one beside you. We're in this together. As we get ready to go, face the week, I'm so glad that we got Jesus. But I'm so glad we got each other. Between, Jesus, it
2: feels like. Oh, 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 oh. oh, oh. oh. oh, oh we bless you, I want to know Touch my brother, touch, touch my sister. Man,
0: hallelujah Uh, I pray that that glory falls on each one of you as you go your separate ways this week if you go to work, to school, wherever it is I pray that the glory of the Lord goes before you, goes with you the Lord will bless you and smile upon you and take care of you that you'll be blessed and be healthy and be encouraged and that you'll shine a light for Jesus this week what a wonderful, tremendous service A presence of the Lord. A great Word of God. Thank you, Brother Elijah, for preaching to us this morning. Great Word of God. Thankful to see you, all of our visitors that are here today. God bless you. Give our visitors a hand that are with us today. We appreciate you being in the house of the Lord with us today. And we're just thankful for what the Lord's continuing to do. Don't forget prayer meeting tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Love for you to be here. Don't forget if you can help out with the, the missions calendar outside in the foyer. That would be great as well. We'll see you tomorrow night, the Lord willing. God bless you. And you're dismissed in Jesus' name.